I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall, and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Claudia. Constance. How, how are you? <laughs> well, you know, I'm okay. Struggling, living in this heat now that I know I'm not designed for the heat. <laughs> so tell everyone <laughs> what you discovered this week. Okay, so guys, I got my DNA test done ages ago and it finally came back. Me, my mum, my brother all did one. I've done my family tree. All roads lead back to Ireland. They always have, always will. I love my Irish family and ancestors. Not that I actually know any of my living Irish family, but anyway. So I just assumed everything would be Irish. Then my mum gets her DNA test first results. And what is she? She's 90. 90- 2% Scandinavian. Crazy. Now, it's so high. Like, right. And so then mine came the next day, and I am 58% Scandinavian. Now, does that mean my dad has to have some Scandinavian? No, because my dad doesn't. No. And then it, I'm it, it, Irish, it, which is really weird. So my nana, she was traveling and she met a guy from the Navy who was originally from Norway. And he told her that his family were indigenous to Norway. He's and he's mm. an old family. And she ended up having five children to him. He didn't come to Australia. He oh, he came and visited, but he'd visit and impregnate her and go back. It was super weird. And, <laughs> and how so it worked. And my mum looked almost Japanese. Yes. Or, yeah, and and especially when she was young, the Sami people is what is, I guess, thought the theory. But the, all that comes up is Scandinavian on the on the test. Amazing. Which I certainly wasn't expecting. I thought maybe I might be five percent Scandinavian, but fuck me, man! Like all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't belong here. <laughs> I need to leave. So when we start pants. seeing you wearing like those big fluffy hats and probably yeah, and do you know what else? Because I've got a really square jaw, and I think that comes from my people. But <laughs> it's so fascinating, isn't it? The DNA. What it's so just fa- fascinating. And the- I'm so glad I dyed my hair blonde. Like it's like I was prepared. 
because they're all blonde. What did your mum say when she got hers? She was really happy. She's always looked very different to everyone else. Yeah. Um, but her, a couple of her brothers, not all of them, well, one of her brothers and has, looks like her. And then my sister, you know, people used to say, why is your mum and sister Asian? So my sister looks like her too. But so mum was born in Rome and she didn't look Australian, do you know what I mean? And, and her mum died quite young. So I guess my mum likes any sort of connection because mm. she doesn't really she doesn't really talk to her brothers mm. and um and her dad you know wasn't around single mum and then her mum died so yeah I think she mm. just really liked she felt like a she goes I want to go there and I'm like oh my god same. Yeah, it's always like this sense of belonging and you just want to go and explore it and yeah but it just made me realize how much all humans all we are doing with our lives is searching for connection and yep. belonging yep so That's true all we want. somewhere no, to belong you know you say mum got 90 no was it 92 percent yeah, how weird is that? So then what would be interesting uncle, is if her siblings, like, because the percentages yeah, can be so different. Yeah, my uncle's going to do it and he said mm, to her, mm. so that means, means mum must have had some in her too. So I don't know. When we did the family tree and stuff, it doesn't go back that far. So my mum's dad's family so tree, like they immigrated from Norway to America. That's why he was in the Navy for. But his family, I don't know how many generations up it is, one of my mum's aunties was one of the witches that was hung in Salem. Have you ever wow. heard of the witches before? Yeah. Yeah, That's fascinating. Crazy. Mm. You have sparked me to get back into mine because, you know, I did my DNA test. Yeah. It was probably five years ago now. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm just not getting – I think when you do it, you get like a subscription. They, you know, send you emails yeah. with for a couple yeah. of years and then it, someone told me then it sort of stops. But I'm still – I had a look today. I'm still getting the emails. I've just sort of stopped On reading what, them because there were so what, many. Um, Mine was my heritage. Yeah, that's where mine is too. So what was your heritage again? Oh, mine was like half and half, like half Scottish, half Jewish, which I was quite. Half like, Jewish. I didn't realise it was that high. It was that high and I, and I didn't think, but, you know. I just want to know when they say Jewish, do they mean from Judea? It just said Jewish. I'll, I'll try and find it and let you know. I'll, I'll send it yeah, to you. Have, sometimes it breaks it down what they mean. When yes, they it that. might have. Like I haven't actually seen, I mean, I haven't looked at it for years. But That means that you, my little redhead, freckly yep. bestie, comes from the Middle East. Poland, Polish Jew. Poland. Mm. So did it say Polish? I have to log in and have a look. I can't remember. But you've got me thinking about it again. I was, and I went back in and I saw I've got all these, you know, connections. And it's just fascinating. Yeah. The whole thing is so fascinating. Yeah. And then I got listening to Very some podcasts the other day about, you know, what people discover with these tests, you know, like their paternity. And, you know, it's just crazy. Mm. It's well, opened this up this whole. When it said to me that there was like a 99.9% chance that Jackie Robinson is my mother. No shit, Sherlock. But then it said to me that I might be living near my nephew, Harry Robinson, who is my brother. He's my half-brother, though. Ah, yeah, so I think there can be a bit of, yeah. There's an 85% chance he's my nephew and there's a 17% chance he's my half-brother. So I said to him, ah. I reckon, you know, sometimes they calculate these averages and they do it with all sorts. You don't know how they do it. So they might have brought his age into it because I think I was 17 when my mum had Harry. So there's quite a big age. So maybe oh. that's how that percentage got. Do you know what I mean? I wonder how. Because it's definitely my half. If anyone knows how they do calculate this stuff, let us know. Because yeah. when I did mine, I got it back and I was like looking, and I was looking at my cousin's results thinking, 
how do we know where these, you spit into a tube, how do we know where it goes, right? Yeah, it's fascinating. And apparently if you do it at two different companies, you can get different results. I've so heard that too. Sort of, Someone yeah. told me that they all are, there are these big sort of like warehouses in Amish land where they do it all. Yeah, that's, really, that's what I've heard too. Crazy. Also, something else that popped up was that, I am one of these people is my cousin and his name's Quentin and he is my cousin. And I said to my mom, oh, my God, that means that dad really is my dad. And, my, <laughs> and which I, I don't doubt because I do look a lot like my dad's family. But um, but mum was like, yeah, and? And I was like, oh, no offence. <laughs> but isn't it nice to That's get that confirmation, mum? I was listening to a podcast in the car this morning with for the very long drive just with, with Ivy, my daughter. And as you know, like my kids look completely different. Like people don't think they're related. You know, if you saw them, you just would not think that they're siblings. And this whole podcast, the host was going, yeah, because we get this all the time, you know, these siblings that, you know, they never fit and they don't look the same and then they find out they've got different parents. And Ivy looked at me. Like Holly Kardashian. Yeah. And then Ivy looked at me and she goes, are you my mum? <laughs> 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 Poor thing, must have thought, why is mum listening to these podcasts? I was like, you are. <laughs> Poor thing. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> I know, the poor little thing. Hey, but you, you wouldn't. look after if you weren't mine. Fuck that. <laughs> I was like, mate, if you weren't, why would we be here? <laughs> that. Okay, moving on from DNA, I have some goss <laughs> for you. Ooh. So to give you some context, there's a guy on Instagram and he's a child rescue, like he has a charity. Project Rescue Children is the name mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. his charity. His name is Adam, Adam Wigginson mm-hmm. and he has over a million followers. Now there is question as to whether these followers are all legit, mm-hmm. but he's got quite a high profile. He goes all around the world saving kids, I think and rescuing children from trafficking. And when he rescues them from trafficking, what does he do with them? I don't know. I think he has like rescue centres, but I I don't know. I so don't it's all know. a bit, bit unknown and, yeah. No, like with hmm. charities, they're usually so transparent. Exactly. What I did was i been following him for a while. Also, he is the guy that rescued or didn't rescue Sally Faulkner's kids. So I kind of knew who he was through that, but I was following him like, you know, a couple of years ago and I noticed that some of the tone in things that he would post, he felt, look, I'm not going to say transphobic, but I felt like if I was a trans person, I would feel, I don't know, because I don't want to, you know, be, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it felt like he was sort of targeting gay and trans people a little bit in his things. He probably wasn't, but just posting about them and the correlation between perpetrators of child abuse or posting things that I wouldn't post. That's a better way. Right. Posting things that I wouldn't post because I'm not a member of that community and I think that when bad things happen in marginalised communities, people that post about it doesn't help that much to always sort of be posting about that. And when, you know, anyway, so I was a little bit put off by that, but that was just me, my personal opinion. And a couple of times it felt like he'd kind of like targeted women for posting about their kids online. And, you know, I don't really have an opinion on that. I don't know where I stand on that. Obviously not putting pictures of your kids naked online, but for me personally, I haven't there's been no fallout or no, you know, unless he, as he says, it's all over the dark web. But it felt like he was honing in on women a little yep. bit. And I felt like I yep. can, I've got a sense for it when someone's enjoying being mean to a woman. That happened. And then like six months ago, I get sent from one of my amazing queens a screenshot of a 
someone had done a, he did a q and a and someone had said to him what's Rafiki do you work with Rafiki Mwema do you know anything about Rafiki Mwema now Rafiki Mwema obviously guys is the charity I work mm, for but mm. they are a registered charity and they are so fucking transparent yeah. with everything that they do and yeah. they are constantly updating so that the latest research and the latest advice and you know the, they can be in line with it they also only employ Kenyans in Kenya to look after the children it's just like I just find yeah. them to be really ethically and morally amazing and Sarah checks in with really like savage institutions that want to rip down white saviors to you know mm, ask mm. their advice and, and how she can do things better she's fucking great so anyone comes up against Rafiki and you know I'm gonna be pretty pissed because I've donated a lot of money and I've raised a lot of money for them and they're my babies and she's my sister and so I was like someone said what did you what do you think of them and his response was like a fucking riddle I swear to God, you had to read it four times to realise that it's not outright defamation. He said, turn that TV down. I'm doing a podcast. It's only a few more minutes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got that so what he said and I was like, <laughs> what? I was like this. <laughs> You can leave that in. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> this is how we roll. I was like, what? what? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. His answer was essentially something like, there are so many dodgy charities in Kenya. This is what it eventually read as. There's so many dodgy. I saw one just last week. In it, We went there and they had exploited children and blah, 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 blah. Do not donate to other charities type thing, whatever, whatever. That's what he was saying. But what it sounded like he was saying was, we went to Rafiki last week. Do you know what I mean? So you had to read it three times to go, oh, okay, he's not being defamatory. But so many people started sending it to me because it sounds because they look like, like yeah. you know what I mean. The damage was done. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, who is savage herself and she's protective of her organisation or her charity, she's gone online and she's gone and messaged him. She's been like, "I've reached out to you to see how we can work together." She doesn't do this competitive charity thing that he seems to do. She's like, "How how can we join resources and help more people?" Type thing. Mm-hmm. And he she she said, "I've always supported your work and whatever whatever." And he was so mean to her. Really? I've never worked with you. Don't claim to have worked with me. Like nasty. And she sent it to me and my blood was boiling. I was just like, how could you take someone's kindness and good faith and just be a cunt? Anyway, so then follow along. Some people who used to be advocates of his contacted me because I did an Instagram story. I'm setting the record straight here. That's not fair. Yeah. That's not cool. And so then people started messaging me and going, well, you know, he did this to me and he and he's done this to me. And and all these really like really awful stories which I'd never repost or share here because I don't know if they're true. As in people that were working for charities or people that had worked with him or had had experience with yeah, him. Yeah. And then I noticed that he's fucking savage on his Instagram stories. He's sharing screenshots of shit. He's ripping people apart. 
one of his old ambassadors messages me and she said to me, can you please look at my Instagram stories? Her name's Alex Rose Betts, okay? And so she said, go onto my Instagram stories. So for anyone wants to do that, it's alex.rosebetts. Go onto the highlights and look at the rabbit holes. Now there's three highlights called rabbit holes. Now that this is a series of stories and it's long and it's complicated and I'm not going to go into the details of it. But basically she was offered a baby as she's a very attractive sort of influencer that was working with them as an ambassador. And he sort of offered to joint custody, this baby. I, I don't know the full details. You have to check them out. But the other thing that really stood out to me was because he's now savaging her. He's saying that she's a drug addict. I think she might have smoked some weed in Gambia. And so all of a sudden, and, and she said it, I think that's what happened. And so he is really like going to town saying that she's a drug addict. That's why he decided he wouldn't share a baby with her. But she thought that of this she was adopting this baby and like fell in love with this baby and which is weird in itself, right? Like the whole thing is really, really odd. But then she also said in her stories that when he took her to Gambia, he'd only booked one hotel room and there was only one bed in it. Now she didn't sleep in the bed with him. And I think, I'm not sure, quote me if I'm wrong, but I think she might have met someone else in Gambia or met someone, I don't know, but gone out and, and had fun. And I think he got quite pissed off about this. because I was say, all it sudden, sounds like he's been a little bit jaded. Mm. He's a bit. Mm-hmm. And so now he has just gone on to slay her and her friend Hayley, who's another one that's sharing oh a lot of stuff. God. Over and over again. Now, she is looking to unpack everything because he has started an organisation that's not a charity, so you don't need to be transparent. And she's saying that, you know, they're, they're actually alleging that quite a lot of shifty stuff's happening. So I'm following along with the popcorn. She Juicy. also, the recent discovery was the, the photo that he originally posted of baby M, we will call her, who they were going to, like yeah they're not even together but they were going to joint adopt that photograph we was found on a website a maternity website for gambian newborns so it was google imaged and a lot of his things have been a lot you you have to read the, what so he was just making it up yeah i don't know i don't know no she met the baby so there is a baby, but no one really knows if what is what to believe or what's going on so you guys you have to go and look at these stories to really get your head around what i'm saying but Today's update is Alex did a story today because he has been doing a lot of stories to say that Alex is wanted by the police in Gambia and she spoke to the UN and confirmed that she's not wanted by the police. But also the UN apparently had confirmed to her that he has had his Instagram taken off him today. I do not know what that means, but... Well, he'll probably create another account, won't he? Well, he's a million followers. You can't just create that again. How has he got a million followers? Where does this guy live? Well, he's Australian and he has, I I think he has different offices all over the world. And he sounds totally creepy and off. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty full on. What are are you proposing, Con? Are we going to do an expose? When... You're accepting donations. Those people, like, I don't know the exact details, but when I donate to Rafiki, that is a tax deduction. Mm. And so the government wants to fucking know where that money's going. Anyway, I'm following this one and we're going to get Alex on. 
to explain the situation. Okay, okay, great. Better, then, yeah, she really wants to come on. And it's a long and it's a complicated story. So that's why I wanted to introduce the story here, get the listeners to go and pull themselves up to speed. So we'll put, so that when we'll we have put, Alex um, her, put her Instagram in the show notes so people can have a little look. Would be helpful. Yeah, but I don't think we, I think we say we're going to put things in show notes quite a lot and we never do so maybe <laughs> maybe we no need to point that out <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the poor listeners going oh here we go with their little image here we go with their show. little show notes <laughs> we're ever the professionals aren't we I know. that's crazy 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 right. right you know what else is crazy what? the downfall of the royal family it's been announced that Prince Charles has got cancer. And I was like, gee, they're really dropping off like flies, aren't they? Like, so, you know, if he's going to have chemo. Oh, he's not dead yet. No, but if he's like almost 80, if he, well, you know, and it might, well, they won't say. So he had a, an enlarged prostate and apparently they went in to a look at that and then they found the other cancer. So in a test or they're not saying oh, right. cancer. You know, it could be very curable. It may not be. Either way, he's having hey, treatment, he's old, right? he's so old, yeah. He's stepping away from duties while he has his treatment. So I'm like, who's going right. to have to step you know, in? So rich, they'll probably just sew his head onto someone else's body. Gross. That's m- reminding me of how he said he wanted to be Camilla's tampon. <laughs> when did he say that? Oh, years ago. Oh. It was like phone calls of him going, I want to be your tampon. <laughs> oh, my so God, that's great. Wow. Yeah, I, I just always but think I hate it when we find out about, like, people, old people, conservative people's gross little sexual. Yeah, like little fetishes. Like it's, yeah, can't you be like the rest of us and just be like, I'll suck your dick when we get home? Yeah. You know, like, just, be like putting cigars in fannies and wanting to be Yeah, tampons. I think it's because, yeah. you know, they're all inbred and gross. So he's going to have to step away. So, you know, William's going to have to step up and do all the duties. But Kate has been in hospital as well. It's like, they're really dropping off like flies. Harry's gone. Prince What's Andrew. Oh, she had stomach surgery. Right. Mm. I've always felt Kate. I know. And Megan, I can't help myself. I just. I feel for all of them. It would just be fucked marrying into the royal family. I don't know why anyone would do it. Well, yeah, why would anyone do it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd like to be, you know, rich and powerful, but no, there's so many rules with that. Just get on Instagram. Get your tits out on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's no rules. You can free the nip, you know, whereas they can't. And I also feel for Harry, like I just, I don't know, it was so funny when South Park did that book called Wah. (laughs) <laughs> it's just oh, so I haven't funny. seen that. That is that would be funny. Well, it's just, even the fucking the, the, the fact they called it wah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry! Yeah, he's got. Some, I know. He's yeah, got some issues, doesn't he? He's just one of these. But how do you go from being the most loved kid in the world? I don't know. I really do think again something that we need to look back at, and people mm. can go like, why? Why did? Everybody hate Megan so much. I don't really get it. I just don't. People are so easy to hate. Like women are so easy to hate and that shit's So me. true. So much more than men. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> On that fucked note. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. Kids are back at school. It's been a good week. Yeah, right. I can't get Raja to school yet. We're still trying to get back into his sleeping thing. Why won't he go? So he thought he was going into year one, but he's going into kindy six because Steiner does kindy six. <laughs> And so he won't go because so, he doesn't, doesn't – well, are you serious? Yeah, this this, is, this has been a real, a real low blow for him because last year he was in kindy five, same teachers, same room, and his little friends too were in kindy six. 
And so this year they've gone to year one and he is still in kindy six thinking he's going into year one oh. with all these younger kids come in. So not, you know what I mean? So we went to the like Can't orientation. Can they just pretend to call it something else to get him there or something? I don't know, but his teacher is one of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life, both of his teachers. Patty, and you imagine the quintessential like grandma, short hair, She's got all the time in the world for the children. She plays them the recorder and she is just, I don't know, like people that are listening to this that had Patty as their teacher will call me, will message me because of it because I get a lot. People are like, I had her, she's so amazing. And mm. she is just amazing. So I can't see anything wrong with him spending another year with this incredible woman. What a gentle, beautiful mm. way to start your schooling career. But he, but he thinks he's a <laughs> and he wants to fucking, you know, put himself up a few years. That is so yeah. funny. You've just got to somehow, yeah, trick him into thinking but he's in new one. Fucking foul mood when he wakes up in the mornings, like foul, because he's a night owl. And last night, him and me lay down in bed, and he would have laid there for three hours with his eyes open, trying to talk to me. And I kept going, close your eyes. And he was just like, and mum. <laughs> <laughs> he flattens, flatters me to try and get me to like give you. Didn't let him stay up. Yeah, he does. He's like, and there's no one more beautiful than you, my mother. <laughs> it's really cute. But anyway, so, yeah, then and then it breaks my heart to wake him up so tired. Mm. And last week we had the heat wave, so I was like, okay, well, it's a heat wave, it's a half week, I won't take him. But then, like, now he's pretending that he's got COVID. It's a fucking nightmare. My daughter actually yeah. has COVID. She's been so sick, the poor thing. Mm. Mm. It sucks when the teenagers are sick because they're usually yeah. such assholes and then you have to care about them. Well, I feel really feel for her. And she's at that point now where she's just got, like, that horrible cough and she's really bored. She's like, I need to get out of this room. I'm like, no one else wants it. Like, no, mm. you can't come mm. and chill out in the house. Um, mm. So she's going crazy. Anyway, fun times. Mm, yeah, that it sounds like fun for you. So coming up in the near future, an episode that I want us to do, but I need to do a couple of shout-outs for because mm-hmm. I want us to do an episode on something I've always had a gripe with, Bucks Nights. And I want to talk to women who are hired to go to Bucks Nights. I want to talk to men who have had Bucks Nights. Dan's had a Bucks Night, not for my wedding, for his wedding before that, and he said that his best friend who's now dead, Tiz, he, like the boys all said they were going somewhere and Dennis was going to meet them down at the pub. He was probably doing drugs in the hotel room. Someone knocked on the door and she came and she he said it, she had weird teeth and she couldn't talk very well and he couldn't understand her. And he thought yeah. she was saying, can I come in and clean the room? And he was saying no and he got rid of her. And then when he got to the pub, they were all looking at him and they were like, well, and he was like, well, what? And they said, we'd sent a sex worker no. up to give you a and he was like, I thought it was a cleaner. And he said that he's never done He's not into it anyway. He's really not Dens. You know, some men yeah. say that they're not Dens. Yeah. But just the fact that the friends did that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What I'm, is it? I'm like, like, I'm with you. It's it's just like One last hurrah. Like, let's fucking base this marriage on mistrust and objectifying women. Yeah. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Let's get some really off. I mean, there's, there's going to be some bad stories out and there. And then like even my ex went to his, a guy I used to know, went to his friend's butts night and our friend that you that me and you, that you used to go out with Hugh, he told me that there was really crossed line, I think even yep. sex. You know, with oh, yeah. Was yeah. Full on. Yeah. And, mate, it and, pisses and me tell off. you what, women I think don't know the half of it, you know, like 
Mm. Or they choose not to. Imagine if women all did that. I was going to say, we'll just get one of the women to come on and talk to us. But I think we've been trying to get a sex worker to talk to us for like a year now and we can't. So yeah, they seem to be as easy as we think. Yeah. But um, we can try. So we want to hear what happens at Bucks Nights, what really goes yeah, on. Yeah, we want to hear all the stories. Yeah. And we want to hear what you guys think as well. Like, and some, also some good ones, like when men like Denim have turned around and said, can we just sit here and chat? Or, you know, like I'm sure that happens a bit as well. They're like, can we just go into the and room? Also, like, all these guys think I'm doing something, but can we just have it? You know? There are actually cool ways of having a Bucks night. Like you could go surfing with your mates for five days in the fucking islands or up north or whatever. Go somewhere great and forget about, you know, all your stresses and worries for a few nights. There are there are other ways of having fun and, and celebrating your fucking end of your single years without fucking another woman. Or getting your dick sucked or touched or putting well, your fingers Hopefully, you've had it. enough se- sexual experiences that you don't feel the need to fucking go and do that. You know, like no, why? Actually, why the night before your wedding? Really like, there's something really sinister about those men going, "Let's fuck this up for you." Just yes, it's weird, isn't yes. it? It's like they always think it's tradition or it's their. Or it's like we've still got power over you. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's wor- it's meaner. I'm going to allude you to this bitch. <laughs> Men are worse than we thought. All right, love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. 